He was the Frankenstein's monster of dragons, with Dequesis and Sarganas as his creators. Welcome to another Dragonlance Saga episode. My name is Adam, and today we're going to talk about Wormfather. I'd like to take a moment and thank the members of this channel, and invite you to consider becoming a member by visiting the link in the description below. You can even pick up Dragonlance gaming materials using my affiliate link. I am referencing the Legend of Huma and the Dragons of Kryn and Dragonlance campaign sourcebooks for this information. If I leave anything out or misspeak, please leave a comment below. The genesis of the Wormfather has its seed in Tachesis. The Queen of Darkness's ambition has always overshadowed her skill, and we see this from the beginning of time. In the Age of Starbirth, after Reorks crafted the planet of Kryn, Paladine and Tachesis guided Reorks in creating the rulers of this new world, dragons. These first dragons were shaped from the raw elements of creation and were contained in frames of metal. It was in the shaping of these wondrous beings that Tachesis found inspiration. She was so awed by Reorx's skill, she stayed by his side flattering him and planting the seeds of corruption unbeknownst to Reorx or Paladine in the creation. Tachesis's complete corruption of the five chromatic dragons, which infuriated Paladine, changed their very natures, connecting them to her, rather than Paladine, or even Reorx their creator. This much is well known in the mythological foundation of time. However, unknown to the gods, Tachesis has stolen some of the essence of the five chromatic dragons and delivered them to her consort, Sarganas. Sarganas is not the talented creator that Reorx is, I mean, none of the gods were, but this didn't stop Tachesis from instructing him after carefully observing Reorx in the formation of a new beast. Sarganas took the five essences Tachesis had stolen and forged an imperfect creature. He was rushed by his queen as Paladine had returned to Reorks in mourning for the chromatic dragons and beseeched Reorks to craft monuments to them. Paladine then breathed life into each, creating the five metallic dragons. Due to Sargonus's efforts to finish his creation before Paladine finished his own, the essences did not blend as anticipated, so the great beast turned out gray with mottled spots predominantly of green and blue as if diseased. His monstrous appearance did not stop there. He was far longer than any of his kind, and slimmer. His head and neck extended farther than any other dragon's. This aberration continued in his nature, and his ferocity was unrivaled by any dragon or god. Tachesis named him Wormfather, for all others of his kind were tiny by comparison. The Dark Queen's corruption caused a rift among the gods, which finally and gloriously erupted into the All-Dragons' War. This epic battle filled the skies with dragons of all kinds. The ground was soaked by dragon blood raining from above. No victor was to be found, and as more and more of the gods' creations were destroyed, Tachesis revealed Wormfather to her enemies. The dragons and gods were awestruck in horror at the very sight of this titan. Wormfather's size was such that he could gouge riverbeds into the land with his claws and swallow other dragons whole. His mastery of magic, taken from the essences of the five chromatic dragons, was unrivaled. Finally, 
Tachesis had the upper hand in the war, and victory was in her sights. That is, until Paladine called on his son, Kiri Jolith, to confront Wormfather. The confrontation of Kiri Jolith and Wormfather was one of mythic proportions. Kryn itself bears the scars of their battle. Mountains were churned up by their feet. Vast valleys were dug by mist blows. The seas rose in concert with their combined fury, and it lasted longer than a human year. In a final feint, Kiri Jolith turned the tide on Wormfather, beating the great beast down and subduing it. Kiri Jolith buried the Leviathan beneath a mighty mountain and stripped him of much of his power. He declared that Wormfather would remain in this mountainous tomb, never to see or soar in the sky again. His prophecy was concluded by declaring that this was Wormfather's fate, until one of Kiri Jolith's chosen champions grants Wormfather release in death. Reticent to abandoning his creation, Sargonis would visit Wormfather and bestow upon him a mirror which would grant companionship to him in addition to the ability of witnessing the outside world. After this titanic struggle and the power and rage unleashed in the dragons and gods themselves, Chaos and the Allfather appeared and threatened to end the creation the gods had crafted. The gods, humbled and fearful, withdrew to the dome of the heavens, the hidden veil, and the abyss, ending the All-Dragon's War. This would lead to the aftermath of creation and the discovery of the sparks left behind from Reorx's forge, which would become the mortals, elves, humans, and ogres. Eons would pass, and Wormfather would burrow a myriad of tunnels underneath his mountain in an attempt at escaping his prison, all to no avail. With time and isolation, inevitably, madness took hold. He discovered ways to draw in treasure through the mirror, but these new riches only momentarily held his attention. As the centuries passed, time caught up to Wormfather, and as his eyesight failed, his madness grew. Now, even the mirror was useless to the Titan. With the coming of the Age of Dreams and the Time of Nights, Tachesis would yet again attempt to overtake Kryn, this time in the Third Dragon War. A young Salamnic named Huma would travel to the last Gerd Mountains with his old friend Magius and a new friend named Kaz. They would become separated, and Huma would delve deep into the mountain in search of a weapon to defeat the Dark Queen. Ultimately, after initially fleeing from Wormfather, Huma discovered the Sword of Tears, which he used to defeat Wormfather, completing Kiri Jolith's prophecy and finally granting Wormfather peace in death. Wormfather's body would become the metal from which all future dragon lances would be crafted from, initially by Duncan Ironweaver and later by Theros Ironfeld. I find a fair amount of irony in the fact that the very crafting of Wormfather by Tachesis would ultimately result in the crafting of the very weapon used to banish her and kill her in the Age of Mortals. Tachesis' corruption of others inevitably results in her own corruption and defeat. I suppose this is the very nature of evil, according to the game designers, that it will always destroy itself. And that is all I have to say about Wormfather. What did you think of the story? Would you like more details about his epic struggle with Kiri Jolith? And finally, is there any way for Tachesis to ever be successful? Leave a comment below. I would like to take a moment and remind you to subscribe to this YouTube channel, ring the bell to get notified about upcoming videos, and click the like button. 
This all goes to help other Dragonlance fans learn about this channel and its content. Thank you for watching. This has been Adam with Dragonlance Saga, and until next time, remember, dragons and humans have long been enemies, and the enemy of my enemy is my friend.